Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Derek. And I'm Ray. I'm Alice Reese. Welcome back to another episode of... And welcome to another episode of Mostly Lit. Thank you so much for listening and coming here again. Coming to listen to us chat shit about books. No, we're not chatting shit about books. We are talking intelligent and fun, engaging conversations about literature, pop culture, film, and (laughs) other things. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Guys, I hope you guys like the new intro music. That's down to Michael Dapo, who came to edit and do our intro music for us. Live show, wasn't yeah, you got the live show. I met him, mm, supportive, cool mm. guy. You know, what I mean? he's a cute one, I think. Was he the cute one? Leave people alone, Ray. Okay, all right, I'll alone. try. Anyway, <laughs> how's, your own business. how's everyone I can't doing? Compliment you, wow, good. Um, how's the week been? How's the week been? Have we all had like good or bad? Um, weeks? The week was really long, <laughs> and it's really and it's funny because it was a short week, yes. So, I don't know like how bank we can holiday. Be so but um, yeah, man, my week was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I went to um, there was a there's a literary magazine called the White Review, which yeah. I went to. I went to their launch of their of this quarter's um, edition, mm-hmm. which is really good. Yeah, there were a few spoken word poets there, and it was um, it was incredibly white. Oh, I can't lie, I mean, but yeah. it was. Yeah, it's got, it's got a nicer collection of like interviews and stuff in it. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. Um, I think there's, a, there's an interview in there with Kayo Chingoni and he's interviewing Claudia Rankin okay. in it. So and he's the poetry editor for the magazine. So it's actually pretty cool. Mm. It's a nice little collection there. Yeah. How's got your week? Got hopped up on wine. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, man. How's your week, Derek? <laughs> uh, you know, it's all right. It's been out here. It's been out here. <laughs> yeah, it's been fine. Um, okay. Obviously, my new job and that is, it's been cool. It's been, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just, it was a short week. My weeks, the days go really fast. Yeah. For me, um, where I am now. So time flies when you're having fun. Right. I mean, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time, time really flies. The week's gone quickly. I'm yeah. just doing a lot of reading actually this week. Okay. Um, That's good. 
But yeah, that's it. It's how all I've done. Yeah, I think that's all I've done, you know. I was yeah. supposed to go and watch Ready Player One. Ooh, I might go and I watch it today. really good. I might watch it today, actually. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Ray, how was your week? What were you up to? What'd you get, what'd you get done with? Um... What are you doing? I was scratching. Oh, <laughs> just moving on. I'll focus on you and your own answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, my week has been okay. Mm. I've been better, to be honest. Um, yeah, I just, you know, when you just have blue weeks, you're just a bit blue. So it could have been much better. Um, I also feel like I'm really, like, not efficient enough what I've been doing this week is writing the same list over and over and over again and I'm not ticking it off and then I get really like anxious does that mean lists don't work for you then? no they do because I I don't know what it is I just feel not I just feel like I'm not doing things and ticking them off because I'm all about that achievement Mm. so when I feel like I haven't achieved anything I feel like I've wasted my like life or yeah. time mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm buying this new um, book um, notebook it's called The Action Pad someone told me about it so I got interviewed by these uh, two amazing Muslim women for this project called Project Ribcage wait a minute can we stop here actually Ray was in Stylist magazine and oh, she, didn't yeah. even, she didn't even want to come and mention it on the show she was <laughs> here doing, she was here doing forefront like Muslim Muslima what's it called again Muslima, Muslima. and doing all that like come on like pick yourself up man you were doing you were on Stylist the magazine that you said you picked up I know it was no, it was really on your cool. commutes and stuff um, sorry to cut you before but I had to I felt that was important <laughs> I felt that was important yeah it's alright um, I just feel like I can just do so much more. Like I'm just yeah. I'm not taking things off. I'm yeah. just really annoyed on your about list. That. Yeah, yeah. Even st- dumb stuff like do the laundry. I don't. I haven't done it, and I'm like, <laughs> because you're not domesticated. That's why. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, that's why. It's not, <laughs> no, some, 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 some people just don't like doing that. Like I'm, I, I love have... cleaning and everything, but it's laundry I'm looking at, and it's so easy. Just take the clothes and you put them in the washing machine, and I just I'm just like, Ugh. and set the washing machine. You yeah. don't just close the door. It magically works. <laughs> Other people for that though. <laughs> No, you got to set the washing Then you have to stick it out. It's just so long. You also have to separate the clothes as I well. I know. It's just ridiculous. Oh. The, the right temperature. The it's right all right. Colors. You'll find a husband who will do it for you. Can I know you that's one of the goals as well. Is that on the list? Oh my God. I went to a wedding. That I, I went to a wedding yesterday, guys. And normally back in the day, I used to be like, I used to cry at weddings because I'm just so happy for the couple. Mm. Now I'm just a bitter, bitter Ray. Oh man, I saw your video. I'm just like... Ray's out here doing baby boomer talking about when we're like married look how happy they are stupid (laughs) you're not even 25 yet exactly like I'm gonna be very soon actually oh you're putting too much pressure on yourself no but obviously in my culture everyone is married I was like talking to one of my friends it's not about them but I know but it's like even the the two cultures that I'm like straddling one of them all my friends have been married since they were like 18 you're an outlier I know and then all these other ones are starting to like you know when your western friends are getting married that's when you have to really deep it like rah shit how many of your friends your age have got married who were born here or live here in the UK maybe two exactly it's not a lot is it I don't really have that many friends you got loads of friends Anyway, anyway, sorry, I don't want to run. Anyway. Oh my God, this is not like a Ray therapy session. I'm so sorry. This is a I'm like, book why podcast. Are we, why are we going here? I'm just kind right. of depressed. What are you guys reading this week? Derek, you said you've been reading a lot. So let's list out all those books that you've been reading. Um, you just came to well, do... I've been reading a lot by reading the, the same book. Um, What's this book? It's Ooh. called A Short History of Decay by Emil Curan, I think. That's how you is pronounce this it. Is this your... Um, um, 
my what? I think I've seen a picture of this. Yeah, so this is a book about um of you with the nihilism. Book. Did you take this? You took that picture recently, didn't you? Which one? I was on a mostly account and I saw your um, account. There's a couple. I've, t- I've posted a couple of. Who um, takes those pictures for you? Do you have like a person who just it takes up. what uh, pictures? Oh, of me reading. Yeah, he does <laughs> of the picture, or someone does it of him. I'm who like, take, who takes these who pictures of picture? you? I think that's my mum. Image, Wait, man. your mum just like you're like, mum, mum's sleeping. Of I run me? in the room like, mum, come and take a picture of <laughs> you're me. You're so annoying. Yeah, and she comes and takes the picture. Wow, sleeping, yeah. you know. And then she's afterwards, she's like, oh, send that picture to me as well because she wants it <laughs> to put it as a DP. Yeah, she puts it as a DP. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you guys mums do that? <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. I guarantee. One, I don't go to my mum. Like, can you take, take a no, picture of me? No, but I mean the me? DPs, though. Don't your mum have your Yeah, yeah, they'll sometimes. do that sometimes. When it's, when it's my birthday. My mum has, mm. yeah, my, yeah, my mum has, <laughs> when, when has all of us, like, in a collage. Mm. Like, all her five kids. Really? Yeah. That's cute. And then we just, we change the family group pick when it's someone's birthday or an achievement has been made. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, you have a family group chat? Yeah, I have a family group chat. I have one, but I'm not in it. Internal, external. Why are you not in it? Did you leave? Like, you leave Because they speak tree in it. Before you go in there and learn. Yeah, How am I yeah. supposed to learn if I literally there's no reference points at all? But maybe you can if ask. It's just tree, huh? Google Translate. <laughs> nah, I'm not, I'm not in it. It's just, it's my mum, her sisters, her brother. I think my grandma might be in it. Cousins. It's just random. Connect, and all they, all they do is is send weird videos of oh like God. snakes oh, yeah, yeah. all humans. the time. Do you know what I mean? All the time. I hate those. Or they have like long, those chain messages. Yeah. Like, talk to your children. Oh, yeah. LOL means love our Lucifer or some rubbish. Love our Lucifer? <laughs> love of Lucifer. Some rubbish. I like saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But anyway, sorry, what, you, what is it? The, yeah, the short so, history yeah, it's of called decay. Short History of Decay. It's literally like little essays about, um, about life, the futility of existence, um, that kind of stuff. Um, Death, dying, accepting certain things. Very Derek of Meaningless you. life and yeah, mm. monochromistic. It's very yeah. It's real talk though, and it's I like the reason I really like it actually because I thought to myself I've never read a, bit, a book on nihilism, but I was starting to suspect that I am a little bit nihilistic. Oh really? Just yeah, a little just bit, a touch. just a tiny bit. So I thought okay, a let smidgen. me a let me read, really <laughs> let me read a book on it. So I googled. There was a book by him as well. It's called um, the Problem with Being Born, but it's out of print. I've ordered. It's going to take two weeks to come. But then after I went to Waterstones and then they had obviously a short history of decay, and I thought okay, let's get that as well. But reading it. It's 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 a nice feeling because one it just kind of it, he agrees with a lot of things. Well, I agree with a lot of things he says. I've thought them before before actually reading them. Um, so I think, wow, I'm smart too. That's the first thing. <laughs> but also, I'm being smart about the fact that life is meaningless. So at the same time, it's like it kind of contradicts itself. It's mm. weird. It's a weird thing. But um, so you just have this inner battle. I don't think it's a battle anymore. Tired. I think I've lost it. And You're such a get, drama queen. I you know that. I don't know. It's not drama. I'm it's not sitting here like all erratic and stuff. Like, yeah. oh my God, life. I'm literally here. I'm just, I'm just telling you like how it is. This is this how it is. Okay. How you think it is. This yeah. is how, well, yeah, this is yeah, how yeah. I think According it is. According to Derek, yeah. According to Derek, yeah, exactly. And I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not really trying to push my views on anybody else, so. No, no, no. Chloe's just like, But yeah, anyway, sorry, that's what I'm reading. Awesome. I'm reading, um, a young adult book called Release by Patrick. Well, I read Patrick this week. Ness. Patrick Ness. Um, Thank you so much for reading him. Yeah, it was. Oh, he wrote The Knife of Never Letting Go, right? Yeah, yeah. Chaos Walking series. Yeah, I've not, yeah. not read The Chaos Walking series, but Neither this was a really shit. good, this was a really good book. Um, so well written. It's about, it's about, it's a day, it's a day in the life of this 17 um, year old guy called Adam Thorne. Mm-hmm. He lives in this super Christian family in this small town in Washington. 
um, like the state, not the district. And it was just about, you know, how we experienced heartbreak, how we experienced love, how we experienced like like battling all of that in his Christian house. Yeah. Kind of like just various different things that, you know, young people go through at certain points in their time. And um, it was really, it was really good. It was really interesting just to see like the, the way that certain things were positioned, like they, they touch on a lot of, a lot of issues in like, in our culture. Yeah. As a Western culture, you know, you've got like the drug issues and, um, you know, the bat- battling against religion, you know, trying to make, trying to form your own sense of identity and what that means. Yeah. And, uh, and um, yeah, Adam Thorne, he's gay in the book, but he's also trying to hide certain things from, his family mm. and then certain friends yeah. you know and it's just really weird it's a really um, it's just a really interesting story but I mean there are parts of it and I was like hmm it's a bit yeah it's a bit much but like and then like you know um, but it was really good so I would suggest you know anybody to read Patrick Ness's but I would this would this would kind of spur me to read more of his work you need to read Chaos Walking Series yeah I, this so would spur cool. me to read more of his work but so yeah being turned into a movie now isn't it I think so. Yeah, I saw it is. Yeah, they oh, um, is it? they've kind of released the cast members. Yeah. So yeah. it's really cool. You get the current man. Like he, he posted. He's a really good writer. Yeah, as posted well. some Beyonce references in the book, and I was like, "This is weird." <gasps> oh, because, Beyonce because, references. Because, because, no, I'm definitely no, reading no, it. No, it's so weird because it's so weird how close when authors make it so close to the current culture, it's, just, it's always a bit strange. Yeah. That's all it takes like, for you guys. Yeah, like, one Beyonce reference no, and you're one over. No, no, not even that. Excuse not me. Even, <laughs> Not even that. Why but are you like, so disrespectful? It was more. It was more to do with um, how close it is to yeah, our no. current culture. Do you know what I mean? Like, even with Camilla Shanzi's book in the Home Fire, and it was like talking about Preston Road and Alperton, all those areas like that I grew yeah. up in. It's just weird. It was a bit like how, it was yeah. like, oh my god, like she's writing about because we're used to reading can, old books. Yeah, like books that don't have any connection to us, like American books or whatever. I get but, it. Yeah. So yeah, Patrick Ness release. Ray, what are you reading? Um, so I'm reading uh, Kindred by Octavia Butler. Ooh, I love that book. <laughs> Do you? Fucking, have you forgotten our first live show? That was my gem, Kindred. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so I, in the beginning, I, uh, first 50 pages, quite bored. Um, <gasps> I know. I was so How? bored. I don't know. Maybe it was, was I tired? I don't know. I just found it really Ray, the premise, the actual premise of the book is unreal. No, I think that was the problem. So I didn't know that she was a science fiction writer. And so I walked in with this book thinking that this is going to be essentially a slave narrative. And I actually didn't know that it was about time travel at all. It is a slave narrative. Yeah, but with time travel. I did not know about that. So it was kind of me trying to... It's the same thing that happened with like Neddy's book, I suppose. I'm just not used to reading uh, a black woman writing essentially about time travel and so when she when it was the slave narratives and her getting to know um rufus and all of these different that people dickhead. shut up don't don't ruin I'm it i'm gonna ruin a few okay it was it was in like an alice it was just kind of like okay yeah i can get with this because i've, I've read this stuff before and i'm comfortable with it and every time this heifer <laughs> every time she had a dizzy spell i'm like really like it was just so hard for me to believe I, and, and really it was so hard for me to believe it. Have you ever believe watched it. Quantum Leap? No. No, okay. It was so hard for me to believe because I, I'm like, so I watched Doctor Who. you like the time traveler's wife. I, I love all of that. I love Doctor Who. I love, like in, in Game of Thrones, I think the best thing storyline was Hodor's storyline, which was all about time travel. And I loved that stuff, right? But it was the 
juxtaposition of those two elements of slave a slave novel with time travel that made it very unreal it's almost like I can accept the slavery but I can't accept that's your own personal fiction. problem but that's what I'm saying so it was very it is my own What's personal problem it's is my own personal problem but when it when I the, when I like I was like I don't get why I'm not really connecting with this book then I'm like okay you know what let me google her maybe I can get some insight into her an icon yeah so I googled her and found out about her life and like just understood that this is like when she was like literally they described her as a science fiction writer then I was like oh okay so going back to it now I'm like all right I can mold with this better anyways oh, so it's a shame that you had to do that in order to be I able know. to connect with the book it's, it's ridiculous right but anyway so I'm reading that and I'm also reading parts of um uh brief history uh, brief history um History of Western Philosophy by Bertrand Russell. Um, I go, I go have, back to it. Then we all have that book. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love Bertrand Russell. Um, but that book is very... Um, it's dense. Yeah, it's hella dense. Not very it's not, Western focused. It's also um, very... Squashed together and doesn't... No, really what, what is it? What, he, it's very opinionated. It's yeah. not It's, it's not, not an not impartial fact, history no, of Western yeah, philosophy. Oh, so it's not objective. No, 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 no. There's no parts. I mean, hardly. I mean, in the beginning when he talks about like... No, actually, even in the beginning when he talks about the history of... Um, civilization and the actual history of philosophy itself with regards to how in back you know in those sort of ages it was it was philosophy mm. and then there was you know the whole religious renaissance and then there was the going back to the political renaissance so that is partially objective but is infused with so much of his opinions but I love his opinions so for me I really enjoy reading him mm. um, yeah until he starts dragging religion yeah <laughs> well anyway yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a um, he has book. actually had a chapter of like, on like Muhammad um, basically upon him on it as well which mm. I find quite cool um, so first chapter I actually read I saw it I was like ah I'm reading that part first yeah um, and shout out yes yeah, shout out Mr Martinelli in my um, year, year 12 uh, philosophy class that I took with him because he's the one that gave me a copy and then he told me to bring it back to him, so I had to buy my own one. I think it was my first Amazon purchase. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm reading, guys. <laughs> okay, cool. So what's happening this week, Ray? Why are you telling me? <laughs> I mean, are you the one oh, yes. to just actually, on this week? Derek, do you have a gem? Oh, of course I've got a gem. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so my gem this week, again, it's not a book. It's actually a song okay. by, um, it's a band called BBXO. BBXO. Um, so that's uh, obviously producer. Oh my God, I've forgotten his name's terrible. Absolutely terrible, but I'll remember it. And Musa, Musa? Musa who? Musa Akwanga. Akwanga. Um, so it's basically, I think they call it, okay, let me find this. They call it Future Blues and it's basically like poetry, rap, over kind of like <sighs> these kind of funky instrumentals. Um, the song I'm talking about, Hard Road to Travel, mm-hmm. which I really like. One, because it's very, it's mellow and it's melancholy. The beat, you know, the refrain, but then the lyrics are quite uplifting. I think that's the point, the juxtaposition of the two things. Um, I, obviously, Moose is a great poet. Mm-hmm. I like the poetry of it. And he talks about his, he, he has a few lyrics about, you know, his life being um, an immigrant, you, um, fleeing Uganda and whatnot. And the first verse is very uplifting. Mm. I mean, the refrain is very um, uplifting. Um, 
And yeah, I just thought it was a great, I thought it was a great tune. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously Moose hasn't, he hasn't given me no peas to plug it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just thought, right. This yeah, is, this episode is not um, sponsored by Moose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I just thought- If you want a, to, come through. <laughs> I thought it was a really good tune. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know when something catches you by surprise? Like, yeah, I was like, wow, I can really, do you know what I mean? So I, it was actually playing in the background when I was reading something as well. I literally forgot that it was playing. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I must be responsible for at least like, 400 streams <laughs> of, of, the, stream of the song <laughs> honestly yeah because yeah. we're just vibing in the background I do that yeah. like you know when you get something you really like and you just do it over and over and play it over and yeah, yeah. stuck on a song again. yeah like I do that as well my mum hates it but whatever <laughs> um, but yeah it's called A Hard Road to Travel by BBXO okay yeah cool perfect right. okay guys so in this week's episode we are bringing you dun 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 Spring reads. And what our best reads are. But before spring we go into that. Reads. Yeah, but before we get into like our spring reads, I think we would like to do this like seasonally. Yeah. We already kind of do it anyway because we do like Christmas reads and stuff. Yeah. Like, or like winter reads. Mm. You know, summer reads. Yeah, yeah summer we reads. did. Yes, yeah. with the friend zone. Yeah. Um, and so this is our spring reads, guys. Books that we really enjoy and really think that you guys should be reading. Um, but before we do that, we really just want to read out um, a few things that we've received from you guys because mm. we get loads of comments and we always forget to like say things and yeah. respond. But we do read them. Just, yeah, we actually we do, do read, read them, them and, and we, we actually and I actually hate all of the Derek fans that come in. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying. Every time I see it, um, you have your an fans. email, no, like so, every why time are you so pressed? because I'm pressed. Like you're pressed against well, I'm, I'm like I'm Focus amazing. Yourself, I'm amazing. And so when these heifers are like, oh yeah, guys, I love you guys, and then they'll have another little separate um, comment like at the bottom. Yeah, Derek, did, I'm gonna shut your ugly ass. Mouth. What is your damn problem? <laughs> I'm this, just like, oh God. Leave the people, Another one. Leave the I'm like, don't know what he's talking about. He's just really passionate about it. It's like <laughs> Theresa May. Like, we, we know, we both know you that are, Theresa May does You are sharing your, <laughs> right? your, your scaly back. <laughs> I am. I'm You're bitter. sharing your scaly neck. I'm like, neck. where is, where are my people? They're Why there. don't they like to comment? They're Why is there. everyone going Half for of his, Nigeria his follows Ghanaian us neck? Of I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really annoyed, guys. But people shout you out on the Twitter. No, they don't. They do. They just tell me I'm They always do an old Ray. <laughs> I love Ray's voice. I love her. No, nobody likes my love voice. Her. You have the voice. You have a hashtag just for you. Well, that's. And I'm bitter, guys. That's your own, you know, that's your impersonation. I'm. My scaly back is it? Don't be bitter, be better. <laughs> oh, shut your ugly ass mouth. <laughs> All right, so we had a, a message after the In Your Elms episode. Yeah. Um, which is just something, just, it was a nice like, little reflection. Um, basically, basically, Derek said, no, Inua said something about... Um, <laughs> oh, are you okay, let me just read it. Okay. okay. This is from um, someone called Chetwin Chet Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend of mine just introduced me to your podcast and I must say really enjoying it thank you um, something that jumped out at me was the idea that Inua Ellens mentioned about how he thought that we were all different but on his trips for the play he realised that we were all the same yet all different so they go on to say I'm from Barbados and we have a saying Johnny come lately I didn't know that anyone else used the word Johnny until Inua talked about the Nigerian concept of Johnny just come, which expressed the same idea as I was saying in Barbados. It's so easy to get caught up in us versus them and not realise that even though we have our different cultures, in the end, we really are basically the same, with the same roots and shared aspects of our cultures. Thanks, guys. Aww. Thanks, guys. So what do you think about that? 
I think there's a lot more that unites us, especially like immigrants, people that have come from somewhere yeah. than that then divides us. I think we need to be very proud of our differences, but I think we can learn so much from our differences. And in learning about our differences, we see things that are so intrinsic, like something that runs through all of us, mm-hmm. especially when you're coming from a black immigrant, diasporic um, sort of position. Yeah. So I, t- I totally like stand for that. I totally yeah. understand that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I think we all are connected. There are certain things that we all have in common. Mm-hmm. I personally think, um, um, I don't want to say what they are because you guys are going to come and do, oh, it's all doom and gloom, but no, no, whatever. No, it's, fine. Um, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah, yeah, there's something that connects us all. Like sometimes when I'm sitting on the train and I, I look in someone's face and I just say to myself, this person experiences what we all experience. And um, I don't think there's any, it's not obviously the Johnny come lately thing it's not it's not it's not words or expressions mm. verbal expressions and whatnot it's just a feeling mm-hmm. that you know that everybody's going to feel at one point in their life or the other do you know what I mean yeah um, and I think that's what connects us okay cool mm. that's it that was a, it was an interesting concept um do you have any other things? Yeah, I have any other things. And there's another thing that might that might link on well to what we're going to talk about, but I'll do that just before. Um, we tweeted out the other day. Um, what did you tweet? Something about falling in love. Can yeah. you fall in love? Can yeah. you fall in love with... No, through someone's, through someone's writing. writing. When you fall in love with somebody through someone's <laughs> writing. The- and... <sighs> Can you? The responses responses that we got from that. So I think the question maybe should have been poised, posed in a way where it's like people are like, people fall in love with text messages every day. But I'm like, with text text messages, messages, you are responding. That that thing is written for you. You are responding. They respond back. There's an engagement there. It's very different to like a piece of work that stands for it. Because I I took took Derek's comment. Sorry, just baited you out that you're the one that wrote that. Of course I wrote it. Um, Of course you did it. Um, But anyway, so I took that as, can you fall in love with the body of work that that's been out there for everybody to consume um, and it's a standalone. You're not going to get a response back when you ask questions unless you personally know the but person. But reading is I mean? a dialogue. Yes, yeah. but it's a one, it's like a one-way dialogue. It's not a one-way dialogue. It is a one-way dialogue because you might think something but then that two-way comes from, I personally believe, you saying back to that person blah 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 and this is what I think and then they're communicating it I to think you. that's one I, form of dialogue I think when you're mm, when you're reading an author you it gets to the point where you are having a conversation with them okay you're having a conversation that is very very limited yeah because for me text it, messages it's like imagine somebody sends you a message and you don't you don't respond to them but you've received it and you've internalised it but you don't respond to them how can it's a direct one's direct dialogue one's indirect depending yeah, on what's said and how it's written yeah but I've yeah. received text messages from people because you just don't like, respond to your messages no listen I've received I don't but I've received <laughs> text messages from people like a long essay read it and felt a certain way without even having to respond but they were talking to you exactly about and something. It was but that's what I'm saying personally. the author is talking to you to- the author's writer talking to many people talking- and you're just one of them no that's it's not yes. like that. that's not how I see reading okay well I see it that way so look at this there were quite a few responses that we got to that question um, Paul Sophie said I have been captivated by words many times but unless what they're writing is an expression of their true feelings then no I don't no, I don't think you can fall in love with someone from their writing it would just be the idea of them precisely yeah mm. I agree one, with that a lot of people were quite 
feel like y'all are so like well, romantic. You no, know, the thing is, because it's, it's funny because people like someone asked me the other day, um, why is Gino Diaz so overrated? And I was. What's that got to do with anything? And I was basically <laughs> like, had to bring him in, right? And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, so somebody asked me one day, and I was, you know, <laughs> shaking. In my room. Oh, so oh, what happens but, when but, Beyonce? But what, yeah. but what I was saying was what I, what I kind of like formulated from it was like I did. I do love the way he writes. To you me, don't love him. Then I, and I, then I, but then I went on to research the way like what he talks about, like the interviews he's had with things, and then that kind of helped inform my reading, if that makes any sense. So I kind of used that. So you can probably fall in love with somebody through their writing. Cannot. You can like, okay. the thing, because you, but the thing is, you, you just fall, you fall in love with them. That, that image. Like you fall in love with the idea of them. No, but someone did you tweet us and them. say, depending on how honest and intimate the person's writing is, you are getting a sense of who they are a through sense their writing. Of who they are. I'm telling you something. But I feel like maybe your idea of love is very fickle then, because if a sense of something, an idea of somebody is what you deem love, then yeah, mm. I can understand that. How do you know but it's an idea of some? I'm telling you, this this whole idea of an idea of someone is romantic. This is like the common narrative people push out now. Oh, you don't love me. You love the idea of me. It's so fucking cliche. No, it's not. Now. It's not boring or cliche. A lot it of the is. times you do love just the idea of loving somebody. You might not know them, but it makes you feel good to love them. You might not know them. And that is where my problem lies. Mm. You don't know them. You just love the feeling of maybe being in love with them or like thinking you're in love with them. That's how I see it. And that's why I'm like, that dialogue thing, it just I, goes back to that. It's I like, think you only need to love a certain percentage of, you only need to know a certain percentage of someone in order to feel And what is that percentage? Them. Probably one. Okay, well, good luck. Yeah. Honestly, uh, honestly, you uh, people who come and do, yeah, oh, yeah, you need to know, you really need to know someone in and out before you get, no. bruv, it's actual, let me finish, it's actual rubbish. Do you no, know why, because, do you okay, know why tell it's me rubbish? why it's rubbish. Tell me why because it's rubbish. Because one, you're never going to know anybody 100% because mm, you're okay. never going to be in situations that elicit certain reactions from them that get, helps you get to know what they're like in that situation. You're not going to know every situation, but you can know a few. And how, you could know a couple, but what I'm telling you is that if someone's People right, spend years together, you know. To. If someone not like one year, as someone if someone's a writer and they manage to write and express what they feel like in so many different situations, what would happen in so many different situations? You are getting to know them on such a level, yeah, then, that it would be easy for you to fall in. You will feel like you know them. I'm telling you, like, right, I'm I'm telling you right now, yeah. The majority of people who, like, you know, when you're linking a girl or something, and all she does, fam, she comes to your house. Obviously, this when you're like 18 or whatever. We're, we're big people now, but back in the day, she'll come to your house, you chill, go home, come to your house, chill, and you have these obviously these conversations. I'm telling you, you in your head, you're thinking, I'm really getting to know this person, but you two ain't been through anything yet. So you don't really know. Do you know what I'm saying? And you think you, you know and the author have been through fictional things together and these things make you feel like you're in love. <laughs> really, Derek? No, 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 no. You've come in and post fiction. No. Are you like you a, just are you like but it is fiction. Are we talking about a non-fiction writer writing about... I, writing, writing about their life. Writing, I said writing. someone writing about themselves. I That's think you obviously can. not fiction, Ray. I think you can. So I think Ray you thinks you can't. Ray thinks you can't. I definitely... Let us know what Ray's pretending. Ray's pretending. No, I think it is. Rub- How dare you? First of all, no, don't put your hand up, Alex. Okay, yep, yep. We'll lower our voices. No, so it's not that. We need to move on. All right, so we'll move let, on. Let, let us know how. Let us know how you guys think, and um, we'll get back to don't that. Don't impose your ideas on me, ho. So right. today's today's obviously as Ray said your own as Ray said earlier um, about this today's episode. We're going to be doing our spring reads. So we've all like you know 
every so often we come together and we say that we've got our five reads that we want to suggest um, and books that we kind of want to read as well. So we thought we would try and do that today. And since it's well, it's supposed to be spring. I don't know what this weather's going on. But since it's supposed to be it's spring. It's supposed to be spring. We would, you know, discuss the books that we want. So who wants to go first? Derek, of course. I'll go first. Just quickly, just to get mine out the way. One. I know one. Um, it's fiction by Jean-Louis Borges. I Fictions. hope I said his name right. Fictions. Um, basically, a collection of his short stories. <laughs> I always talk about him. He's amazing. The best short story that I've ever, one of the best short stories I've ever read, um, The Library of Babel, which I really feel like just encapsulates everything about people, what they're like, and the search for meaning that it's got to be out there. I can find it. This Once I find this thing, then my life will have meaning and I'll be, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something. And that's literally, I mean, that's what the book's about. And the fact that we really feel like we can find things in books in literature because there was a point where I was literally reading books because I thought I was going to find something in them that was just going to kind of validate my life or yeah. do you know what I mean you feel like th there must be something in this is and I think this is a the way literature is sold a lot of the time especially to the people who are naive like myself you they sort of like there's something hidden in there that can really you know open up the world to you mm. really um, yeah, yeah honestly that's how I used to feel when I was reading I felt like I was digging I was searching for something and you know that's what the library of, one of the things the library of Babel is, is about it's also about um, uh, what's it I can't remember what it's called basically where you just keep going you keep going back you're trying to find mm. not trying to find something but what's it what's it called infinite infinite regression or something like that infinite regression I think that's what it's called yeah um I see. But yeah, and there's obviously this other, there's like um, The Circular Ruins, which is another great story. Then mm -hmm. there's, oh, Pierre Monard, author of um, Coyote. That is another fucking brilliant one. That's in in the one. book. Yeah, fiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically about a guy who is, he rewrites a couple of chapters of Don Quixote in exactly the same way, but the way they're read from then till now means that they're, they're different. Mm. It's really, really good. And it, I think it's a critique of literary criticism. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's funny as well, it's, but it's really, really Somebody good. else did a critique of literary criticism. But, uh, but, and it's, but, uh, yeah. And Sartre. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing book, Fictions by Jean-Louis Borges. But yeah, so that's my first thing. I think everyone should read that. It's just incredible. Okay. You read you read the short stories and you'll just be like, wow, you'll be blown away, definitely. Um, sorry, yes, I'm, I'm rambling. All right, that's cool. That's so who's cool. next? Great. Oh, okay. So um, I would say my first spring read is The Goddess of Dwara and Other Stories. Um, this is also a sh uh, collection of short stories from the Kane Prize for African Writing 2017. I've talked about this before as one of the things that I'm reading um, and I think it is absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to read this year's submissions. And the main story that I read was actually the one that was named after the book, which is The Goddess of Mdwara by um, Esther Karin Mgodo. She's from Zanzibar. Tanzania, mainland. Oh. Um, I don't... I, Actually, it doesn't really say whereabouts she's from Tanzania, but um, I absolutely love that story. It really touches on like culture or like it has like um, Kiswahili written in it, which I absolutely love. Um, it's just really magical. But at the same time, it's just written in a really cool way. It Can I ask you a question? Yes. What's the difference between Swahili and Kiswahili? So I actually, so basically in, in, 
Kiswa in my language. Yeah. What's your we, language? I in my if I say it in my language, it's Kiswahili. Ah. Yeah, but in. English, it's I think Swahili. it's Swahili. Oh, okay. But so when so I okay. so I've always been calling it Swahili. Yeah. But then I've seen it written as Kiswahili, and I'm like, okay, but that's how I would say it. But ah. so now I'm just saying Kiswahili because I've seen it written. Like I've seen people say Kiswahili as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was always confused about that as well. Oh, right, okay. But then like like in Kiswahili, it's Kiswahili it's essentially. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. So yeah, and there are like other different authors in there as well. There's who will greet you at home by Leslie Necker Arima, who also wrote um. Oh, what it means when, what a, man it means when a man falls from the sky. sky. And that is a really great essay as well. No, he's nice. from Nigeria. Oh. Um, and there's another. I thought it was a woman. Oh, oh sorry, Leslie. Mm, mm, mm. It's, a, it's a unisex name. Leslie? Yeah. Leslie's a unisex name. Really? I thought Leslie was a woman's name. No, it's no. unisex. Shut up, for real. Yeah. Leslie, I've always, Les. I've never met Les um, Dennis from Crimson Street. Shut up! I've never met a man no, Les Leslie. Me. I've always met. A, I've never met a man Leslie. You've never okay, met a Leslie. That's fine. I've well, always met a woman Leslie. Anyway, woman. Another one that I think you guys should really um, read that yeah. essays on in there is um, Five Is Not Half of Ten by uh, Daniel Rafiki from Rwanda. Um, and obviously I'll plug another Tanzanian um, author, That Little House in the Village by Zagariwa. So yeah, guys, this is another a book that I think you should really read. And also like it actually tells you instructions to how to submit um, an essay to the goddess of Mtwara. Um, sorry, to the Kane Prize for African Writing. And I, I really want to. I really want to submit something, but I'm a bit nervous. I probably won't. Um, no, I, I feel like it don't might need to be published somewhere because like these, a few of these people here are quite big names. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I don't think they'll take my little submission <laughs> seriously. Shouldn't think um, that, but yeah, I hear you. So yeah, guys, um, the goddess of Mtuara and other stories. That's my uh, first spring read. Mr. Reads, cool. Um, so obviously, I'm coming with a nonfiction. Of course. Um, Love but I was just basically because I read um, Zadie Smith's Feel Free mm. um, the essays that she wrote <laughs> and they were a compilation of essays that she wrote through 2016 and 17 mm. um, some of them have been in The Guardian and various places um, but she's got a really really good uh, breadth of content in there about you know what what people are going through today and about how to explore different elements of high quote unquote and low quote unquote culture and it's really funny how she writes because she kind of writes in between the two ways, you know what I mean? So she talks about she talks about when she interviewed um, Jay-Z and this is when he just had Blue. And um, he was she was talking to him about the process, the writing process, how he goes through music and whatnot. So I think that the kind of market that she's reaching is a really interesting, it's a really interesting way to put it into a book like that to kind of reach is this a mass your market. Pick? Pardon? Is this your pick? Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. I oh, think, oh, I think, oh. Yeah, feel free is one of the my pick. Why? Oh, I thought you were comparing feel free to your actual pick. No, no, no. This is my pick. Oh, okay. Sorry. sorry this yeah. is the bit I pick. Feel free. Oh, okay. ZD. I was thinking, why are you chatting bare about... Okay. Cool. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I picked ZD's Miss Feel Free. I mean, the essays are really interesting. She has a another essay about um, going through, walking through Wilsdon Green where she grew up and talking about this gentrification and what, what that looks like and how she has to kind of relay that back to her daughter. Mm. And you know, what it looks like, you know, as, a, as someone obviously from her background, working up, growing up in that community, then obviously going to Oxbridge, coming back and looking at it now, it's a completely different, different world. And um, there's also a really good essay in there about comparing writing to other arts. So like dance, music, 
and all these different things and comparing like big literary figures with huge dancers and musicians and stuff. And I think it's a really good- Fred Astaire. Yeah, it's a Fred Astaire, like she does Madonna, Beyonce, Lady, all these people. And it's, um, it was in The Guardian in 2016. I remember when that first came out, but reading it again was a really interesting way to kind of approach writing and reading and creation. Cause you kind of look at it and think all these can work together in some way. Yeah. They're, they're not completely that separate. But yeah, Zadie Smith's Feel Free. Cool. I think that that's something to okay. to look at. So what's, your, what's your second one? I'm just going to pick up the pace. Now this book. If I oh something God, this book, up. yeah. No, it's this book. This book is so good, yeah. Like I, like I actually read the book and I was like, wow. Like I was fucking blown away. This is going to be another like. But listen to what I'm saying, yeah. <sighs> I just have to build it up because you know what, yeah. There's only a couple books that I've read, yeah. And I've like, my chest has been like on fire, bro. Like, do you get me? Like, so when I read Invisible Man, uh-huh. my chest was on How fire. I know. When I read, um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I know where the, know why the cage bird sings. I don't know why your my chest was chest, on fire no, for that, you know? My chest was on fire. I had goosebumps. Chest is very sensitive. Fuck, my chest, I don't know what it is. But this book is called The Terrible by Yasa da- um, Daily Ward. Oh, Irsa. Uh, is it, how do you pronounce I it? I think it's Irsa. Oh, is it? Yes, I okay. Irsa. I don't Daily know. Ward, it's called The Terrible. Fam, this book is, it's a fucking bad thing. I can tell that's and, what it's about. It's, it's about no. her life. It's a memoir. Oh. Kind of, yeah, it's, it's basically a memoir, but... It's so well written. The language is so beautiful. She's a poet, yeah. But obviously, the language is so beautiful. Are you not in love with her now? The things that she describes, like, do you know what's crazy? After I read uh, Maya Angelou's complete autobiography, I was in love with her. Like, that's it. I was in love with Maya Angelou. I'm not joking. When she died, I was so fucking hurt, bro. Yeah, that was an emotional time. I was so emotional, but... I said to myself, I want to meet her. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, so you want to go and die? But, but, but... I was so so annoyed. (laughs) So so you want to go and die? But anyway, yeah. So this book is like, the language is beautiful. What she's talking about, the way she really I don't want to obviously give anything so away if I but read this book and it's shit I'm going to kill oh my you. god Ray impossible that this book is shit impossible this. <clears throat> this is going to be the best book a lot of people read this year 
Fam, I'm telling you, I'm not joking. You, you see me, like, I talk about a lot of books, bro, but... Yeah, like, like Invisible Man, you made me read that whole thing. Yeah, I know, but I'm telling you, even the way it's... It, the, the book is basically a long poem to me. That's how it reads, like a long poem. Not like the Odyssey or Metamorphosis or anything like that, but just some real shit, man. And, like... Oh, bruv, it's just oh, it's so good. Ah, cool. Toro Carissa to give it to us. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get... We'll, yeah, exactly. So what, I'll, I want word. you two to read it. We'll get you two to read it and I really want to see what you think. Um, I don't want to say anything about the content except that... Whew, I'm already rereading it, bruv. I'm halfway through it again. I only finished it a couple of days ago. Okay. I'll probably read it one more time as well. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, sorry. So that's the terrible... But you say yes, sir. I say Irsa or Yersa Daily Ward. I don't know. We have to figure that out. Let us know, people. Please, yes, because obviously I don't, I don't want to yeah, be, yeah. be butchering her name. Anyway, sorry. I want to come and see you in New York. I'm in my feelings now. Shit. Sorry. Please invite us <laughs> to New York. Your chest is on fire. Your my chest, chest is on, on fire, fire again. Anyways, um, okay, so my next read is um, actually touching back on Bertrand Russell. Um... <laughs> The Conquest of Happiness. So essentially, he wrote this thing in 1930. It was kind of like a self-help, but not a self-help. It came kind of before all the self-helps that are now here today. And it touches on the meaning of happiness and what it means to be happy, but also looks at um, different things in our lives that can cause unhappiness and kind of goes through them in a bit of detail. I really like the way he writes because it's very straightforward, but also like, I find it a little cheeky. Um, and it's like, it's like the philosophical self-help, not like the self-help that celebrities like to do when they're trying to make money. Um, I hate it, you know. Did you? From the beginning, I didn't like it because I didn't like the way he started it. He really came really to do... Like, I was happy with it. Yeah, he came to do... This is not philosophy. This is for the lay this reader. Is, no, this and is, It was definitely philosophy. But he really came to dumb it. He but you know, he, like he was dumbing it he, down. After that, I didn't want to read it. Oh, no, please continue. Nah, I was just like, ah, shut up, mate. Nah, like, I think you should continue reading it. I really enjoy it. Um, and I think it's... A layman can read it. You just have to... What isn't layman? Like, I consider myself a layman. We well, all are laymans, but <laughs> like, don't do you know what I mean? Like, none of us. Don't tell us we're stupid at the beginning of your book. No, he didn't read. He didn't tell you you're stupid. It felt like that. To man me. is not talking to you, Derek, okay? It's an intimate conversation it's between not, me and The man is not talking to you. They don't know you. No, the fact, he was definitely not writing for you, especially in the 90s. So, yeah, <laughs> get back to your his head. Reader, writing for his readers. So, if, he said in, if, he said in, if he said this is for the layman, blatantly. Then it's for the lame. But he didn't just he didn't just say it. Like that. He says it in this really patronizing way. Oh, okay. Well, you thought of it as patronizing. Well, I didn't. I, I just read it as okay. a piece of text. Um, oh, so yeah, um, that's what I. That's my second read, guys. Please go and read it. It's just throw away all your self help books because all of it is just about this essentially. You don't need all of that that many self help books. I don't like them, so I just have this one, and I also have the Defining Decade, which I think is amazing. Cool. So, Alex, have you got a self-help book for us? No. You should, you should slap him. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. People keep calling me Mr. Wellness and I find that just right. I think you should take that on as like your You love other, it. You relish it. Yeah, low key, man. You like it. I know you do. Anyway, this one, I'm going to You wink say, like Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that means I can't wink. Ah, it's mad. Okay, so what I was going to say was oh I've got this God. book. No, there's this book I really want to read um, and it's called, it's by Edwidge Danticat, who's a Haitian um, writer and it's called um, 
she's writing for a theater scholastic series um, hmm. called the the Royal Diaries series, and she chose a princess called you know heroic queen called Anna Koa, Anna Kaona Kaona Anna Kaona, hmm. and she was the wife of one of the biggest. She's a wife in the 15th century. She's the wife of the leader of one of the biggest um, kingdoms in Haiti. Um, when, when, like you know, when the whole island wasn't taken over by the Spanish, and you know, it's basically, an, it's, from what I've read from the preview, it's like a really good. It's her diary of like how what she did from day to day, how she related to her brothers, and like what her and her mum did as a royal family and stuff when they were in Haiti. And I think that it's a really good book to read, especially if you've got young kids who want to, or young black kids too, who want to kind of like look outside of other, obviously the European queens and princesses and stuff. And this is obviously, and it kind of chronicles it up to the point when the Spanish come and start to like, just be very cruel to her. Like she was executed in front of all of her people. Like it was a beheading and all these different things because you know, in order for them to take control, they had to get rid of the, the power system, you know, like Killmonger did <laughs> when he had to burn the, the sacred lean. So it was also, it was always one of those, it's one of those nice little, it's one of those nice little books that you can read to kids, but also if you wanted to get your, like your, your own kind of ideas of what Haiti was like or Hispaniola was like mm. before, it was a nice way to to do it. So I'm thinking, I'm going to suggest that. I want to get it as well. Um, there are some ebook editions. It's typically hardback. It's not that expensive. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So my, um, uh-huh. my third pick is actually The Terrible Again. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I would have slapped <laughs> you. Oh my God. I don't know. I was, I, in my head, I was thinking of what to do. No, because I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking of what to throw. I literally was lit. Oh my God. I was like, should I throw my phone? No, I'm joking. It. Um, it's actually, um, it's called Invisible Monsters by Chat. Chuck Palahniuk Invisible Man um, it's the thing is like I've read Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk this is his most well known novel and then I thought I, I don't know I just thought oh, I want to read some more of his stuff like do you know what I mean I was, I was, in, I was in that mood I thought because I just finished reading Don DeLeo's um, White Noise and I was in that kind of very um, American literature mode like that do you know what I mean so I went and bought this and it's such a fucking weird story, yeah. It's so bizarre. The beginning, like, this girl's got her face blown off. Okay. Yeah, so she's got like half a face. They're rummaging through mansions looking for prescription drugs. Do you know what I mean? Like antidepressants and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, pain, pain relief kind of drugs. They're with a a woman. No, yeah, she's a woman. She's a, she's a trans woman. You don't know she's a trans woman. Okay. And then, probably it's just absolutely bizarre. There's just there's so much stuff going on. <laughs> Don't want to ruin it because I think some of the things are actually supposed to be like yeah. surprises. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. The way he critiques consumerism is amazing. I really love it. And the way he writes about it's the same like um, I've heard this about American Psycho, which I really want to read as well. Mm. That um, he basically puts a lot of it's almost like advertisement in yeah. the novels to basically show you that you know America you know America's literally saturated with advertisement there's commercials everywhere For everything everything they're trying to sell you something all the time yeah I'd, overwhelming man yeah it's overwhelming I really got that sense from this book Invisible Monsters as well 
which was uh, which was great because I understood what he was trying to do when he was doing that. Do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of little quotes because one of the main guys, like he's obviously on a lot of like drugs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he comes out with these really strange observations, like you know that meme where it's like, oh, hits blunt, and then you say something weird. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that kind of stuff oh going on God. in the book. There's a lot of quotables. There was I highlighted so many things. But it's just a really good story as well. And what was what I really liked from it is that when I came around, when I came away from the book, I was just like, "Wow, okay." So the world is very unfamiliar to me in a lot of ways, and that's cool. And I felt like after reading that, I was then more familiar with a certain kind of world, and I was less judgmental of certain things. And I really liked that. Do you know what I mean? I really liked the way he presented certain things to me mm. so mm. but yeah it's a really good really interesting read he's, he's a great writer of course you know he's he's well known yeah but yeah this is Invisible, Invisible Monsters but make sure you get the original Invisible Monsters because there's like Invisible Monsters the remix uh, there's like a, I think there's like 50 extra pages but apparently that's it's, the extra is dead so just get <laughs> the original you know Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk alright cool Alrighty, oh, so um, my next one is called, um, it's actually a poem, a very long ass poem um, by Louis McNeese. It's called Autumn Journal. Um, and it was written, um, I think in like 1930s and it kind of talks about um, the mundane activities that happens to this man or what this man um, experiences during periods between like 1938, like I think 1938 or just before that. Um, I think obviously just before the war. And it really... It reminds me of like the 1950s, 60s kitchen sink, uh, kitchen sink dramas where they talk about the boringness of life, but they make it in a way that is rather beautiful. And you can see the tension of people who are living life and trying to grasp meaning through very simple things but at the same time realizing that the the global world is changing and there are so many changes going on in the world whether it's regard to politics change um thoughts and i feel like that is what we're kind of encompassing right right now there's loads of theoretical changes we've got a lot of things going on in the world whether it's this war whether it's this un thing whether it's trump doing something but at the same time we all have to live our day-to-day lives and i think that uh, louis mcneese really does this in um, autumn journal i actually want to there's this part that i really really love that i want to read out um can i read it out yeah go ahead thanks okay so (laughs) um Uh, September has come, it is hers, whose vitality leaps in the autumn, whose nature prefers trees without leaves and a fire in the fireplace. So I give her this month and the next, though the whole of my year should be hers who has rendered already. So many of its days intolerable or perplexed, but so many more so happy, who has left a scent on my life and left my walls, dancing over and over with her shadow, whose hair is twined in all my waterfalls, and all of London littered with remembered kisses. So yeah, that's Autumn Journal. Marvellous, marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> so I really think you guys should go and read it. I, I think it's very beautiful and I hardly read poems, so that's saying something. Thank you. 
Mr. Reeds. Hey. Do you want to wink? Do you want to do your Rihanna wink to us again? Uh, it was yet, so alluring. I've got, I've got I a, loved it. I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got to be in the moment. I'm going to like right, rub you with right her moment. lava yeah, gel in me. the summer. Don't touch me there. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> All right. So we've the one book I wanted to recommend was um, a book by Benjamin Hoff called The Tao of Pooh. So it's Taoism. Um, what is Taoism? I literally, I, I'm after this. <laughs> okay, basically, so Taoism is a Chinese um, spiritual system, so a school of thought, which basically encourages naturalness and moving with simplicity and spontaneity. Right, with, in spontaneity. Yeah, spontaneity. What does that yeah. mean? I love that word. Spontaneity. spontaneity. Just being spontaneous. Can you say um, that word without sounding English? Spontaneity. 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 But yeah, yeah. It sounds so British. <laughs> so British. Spontaneity. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> basically, yeah. What it does, it it uses Winnie the Winnie the Pooh stories and Winnie the Pooh as a character because he's the most simple. Have character. you watched that film? That talks about Winnie the Pooh, just sidetrack. Christopher Robin? Yeah. Oh. I watched it on the plane and I saw Wait, sobbed who is it? Does it star um, the guy from I, About Time? Yes. Him. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah I wanted to watch oh, that. Oh, he, he was incredible. Oh, no, he's a good actor. He's really good actor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, back Sorry, to what you were that's saying, our, that's our executive producer man, man, whispering manage. in the background. Yeah, telling yeah. us. Telling <laughs> you caught that. Yeah. <laughs> you thought, I can hear someone else talking there. <laughs> um, no. Um, but yeah, the book is the book is really good um, so far. Um, and it's basically just saying how he interacts with all his other characters like Owl, Eeyore, Rabbit, Piglet, and I think Kanga and Roo. And how a lot of his principles are similar to Taoist principles, which talk about, as I said, simplicity and um, naturalness. So yeah, if you want to, if you just want something light to read with, with, with quite something that's um, just a different way of thinking, outside of that, I think that that is a really good book to read. And it's, it's just a nice little thing. And I love Winnie the Pooh. Like I love the story. I was going to say, I would have figured that you would have been Pooh. And, and then, um, Derek is Eeyore. I knew you was going to uh, fucking say that. Of course he's Eeyore. I knew you was going to say that. Um, no, good thing. Eeyore's actually my favourite. I, I wasn't And raise Eeyore. Owl. Uh, do you think I'm Owl? <laughs> owl is a bit dead. I thought I was Tigger because I'm a bit hyped. No, 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 no. You're Shut not, your, you're not Tigger. I am Tigger. You're either, you're either Rabbit or Owl. I think I'm poo. You are not poo. You are definitely Eeyore. Alex is poo. <laughs> okay. Alex makes me happy. Alright, okay, fine. Alex has a jar of honey for me every time I'm depressed. You don't even know all I'm depressed because you're depressed. All, 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 all I'm thinking, all I think about is food and trying to get to the next bit. Alex is poo. Who do you think I am? I just said. You're either owl or rabbit. We need a who really maybe want to eat honey all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he really makes it look fucking good. Who, who am I? So there's a pot of honey somewhere. I think I'm Tigger. Tigger? Yeah. I don't think I'm Tigger a bit hyped. Okay. Anyway. Derek, who do you think I'm? I don't know. I owl can, I tell you. or Probably rabbit? Probably owl or something. Not rabbit. Owl. I'll say owl. You don't think she's rabbit? Nah. But you think I'm annoying? Huh? Wow. I didn't say that. I'm a beautiful, sexy woman. Your anyway, <laughs> your, your book, Derek. Your my fourth book is um, is called Essays and Aphorisms by Arthur Schopenhauer, mm. and this is a book I've read. Now I'm going to get deep with it. Oh, yeah, you have 30 seconds. So. I have to tell you this. Do you know what? Okay, let me give you the backstory quickly. Basically, I read a book by Albert Camus called The Myth of Sisyphus, right? And in it, he says something that was really poignant to me. He says that a lot of philosophers 
conclude that life is not worth living, but they never kill themselves. They never kill themselves. So he was just like, do you know what I mean? So he's like, we really need to explore this question because the conclusion, you, you're, the action, action needs to follow the conclusion. Otherwise, you can't really trust people, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. So I thought, okay, let me read Mr. Schopenhauer. I read him and I read this book. You've read him. And then I really gave myself a date. I was like, okay, I'm going to kill myself on this date. I'm not joking. I only said that I did do that. And, um, because I because I read this book now, I'm really supposed to be promoting this book. I don't think I'm doing it very well. You're not, but <laughs> it is well. <laughs> Why didn't you then? But what I'm trying to say is that he presents arguments, not arguments, but basically presents his thoughts about life, about living, in such a very coherent way. In in a way that is like you cannot deny that life is is suffer- there's a lot of suffering in the world and you you just really have to sit back and look and say to yourself is it really worth it though do you know what i mean and what is your conclusion what was what's my conclusion now i don't know i'm still battling with this question but after i read this i had concluded and then obviously i read other things and i was kind of like okay well maybe not maybe it's not a good idea to do that and not yeah. listen to schopenhauer because yeah, exactly. these dead white men are not really the i'm, but I'm, not, of I'm not trying to say schopenhauer will make you want to kill yourself i'm just saying that he presents arguments in a way that you can then reflect and say to yourself okay how am i living my life is the way i'm living my life good you and then you could say there's a lot of suffering in the world do i flee from the world or do i try and remedy the suffering and do things do i try and help people right do, I, do you know what i mean so like when i said to you when i'm sitting on the train and i see something in people's faces i see suffering and my instinctual reaction now is to want to help them or talk to them and say are you okay how are you doing do you know what i mean and i think there's a positive outcome from reading schopenhauer he probably didn't want that but there is there's an outcome of hope you just think if we're all in this together schopenhauer didn't kill himself let's try and escape it together of course he didn't yeah because they don't because i also don't agree with the idea that if you come to the conclusion that life is not living you should kill yourself as in, I don't think that that is. There are so many things that you come to conclusions of, but that doesn't necessarily mean you go and do the action. Oh, that's absolutely. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's what, nice. What's your absolutely. next? What's your book, Ray? Um, okay, so... <laughs> Let's just uh, find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so basically, um, I actually have two that I'm going to do because this is my final one, right? Everybody's fourth, but okay. Is it yeah. everyone's fourth? Oh, okay, that's great two, then. All right, so then basically, just... I'm going to go on a much happier. Uh, um, that, it wasn't hey, exactly. there's optimism in pessimism. It wasn't that sad. It wasn't sad. It was just gone. Anyway, so I'm my my recommendation, guys, is uh oh. <laughs> Um, the Book of Dust by Philip Pullman. Okay. Hey, we finally got there. Um, so I read this a few months ago. Um, apparently, my co-hosts still haven't gone. Got, got I mind your business. How are you going to come um, and drag me? Like and this? I'm, I'm, I'm really disgusted by both of them. Um, so obviously, I'm saving. I was so excited for this book because obviously, when I found out about it last year, I was like. Amazing! You found out about it last year. I knew about this book four years ago. Oh, and you still I, haven't read it. So what? I now? used to add Philip. Okay. Yo, Philip, where's the okay, book? Okay, but of you dust? still haven't read it. So what now? Because I'm waiting for the next one. I'm okay. reading it all together. All right, very well. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I read it and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it it was a journey essentially. The first quarter was a bit dry. Um, there was, I have so many more questions. I'm like, okay, I really didn't like the ending because I didn't get things answered. But then obviously there's another book. Mm. This was essentially the... 
it wasn't the first book. Like the first, obviously the first three books are like iconic. They stand on their own. And this was a good attempt at trying to, you know, Give it time. Continue the story, yeah. And it is a prequel of uh, before um, uh, Lyra Silvertongue's birth, yeah. anyway. The next one is a sequel. Yeah. The next so one is like 20 years after, after the events yeah. of... So Andrew I think Bibles. that will be even better, but I hope that he connects them... Uh, through well so I think what I'll do is I'll go and read um, the three um, His Dark Materials uh, books and make sure that I'm really like up to date when the next one drops Mm. I would really recommend this guys it really brings you back to that world I think that is that was the most magical thing about it really shut your mouth Derek don't rush me because I didn't rush you Um, you were doing this no, I was doing this. <laughs> Are you crazy? Um, no, you were really trying to tell me to hurry up and Are I wasn't you? about it. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, Ray, carry on. Yeah, so go and read it. Good, 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 good. My next thing is The Fault in Our Stars. I haven't read I haven't read it yet, but the turtles all the turtles all the way down, I really enjoy. People say that Fault in Our Stars is um a better book and it's a good movie. So I'd say suggest to do that. It's a great book. I mean, I haven't, I, I, haven't, I hear that. I haven't read Tales all the way down, but um, yeah, Fool and Our Stars is like John Green. That's his, that's his book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sold the most. It got turned into a movie, a good movie. Yeah, Paper Towns was a little bit. Yeah. Oh my god, Paper Towns was dead. Do you know oh what I mean? God. That movie was dead. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, uh, maybe the book is better. Like, but I have to tell nah, my the truth. Book, the book is the book is. I annoying. have not read the book. I have to live my truth. <laughs> to live my truth. I really was expecting something, as in, the, where is the plot? What was the meaning? I feel like, I'm like, what, what is the meaning? You wanted to find that thing in it, that but, girl. That's the plot, fam. You wanted it, to find it. It was her. so dead. I was literally like, yes, oh my God. And then I said that, I was like, are you, are you, are you for real? I mean, yeah. I mean, but the- I can't lie, Four and Stars, incredible film. Like, I. I knew the ending and I still was bawling like a yeah, kid. Yeah, I was crying too. The thing is, the book has quarterbles for days. The Fool in Our Stars has quarterbles for yeah, I might, days. Yeah, I might read it. Definitely read it. And then read An Abundance of Catherine's. They need to turn that into a movie because that book is lit. Yeah. It's be- it's the- I love the text messages book. in um, Fool in Our Stars because I'm like, oh, I do that. <laughs> it's corny. Yeah. yeah, so I'm corny. <laughs> okay, yeah, anyway. What's your fifth book, please? Uh, my fifth book is an actual, it's actually an audio book. Mm-hmm. It's called what? The Order of Time by Carlo Rovelli uh, and it's read by um, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah um, but yeah. it's um, it's it's really it's so good it's really good obviously I love Benedict Cumberbatch's um, voice but this book is really interesting because it's it's obviously like quantum physics and he's talking about time but he also relates it to philosophy relates it to art Ray you would love this book Definitely love it. And can you spring it to me? Yeah, I, I will. I'll, okay, I'll, good. Yeah, exactly. And then um, it's really kind of like, like you know what I said about the Matrix, like when they plug the thing in the back of his head and mm. he just downloads all of this information. That's how I felt like when I was reading, when I was listening to the Order of Time audiobook. I really felt like, wow, I'm just really consuming all of this. <laughs> After I read it, I was like, wow, I'm a quantum physicist now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I understand time. Wow, do you know oh, what I mean? That's so cool. It's, it's really good because obviously time as Alex says time is a social construct it's or a construct it doesn't it's exist no it's not it's a not, social construct it's actually it not a construct who are you the sun rises in the east oh my god first of all you who need to just know science <laughs> you just how can you say something scientific does not exist no why are you, why are you stressed like basically one one of the things that one of the things <laughs> is this your king one of the things <laughs> <laughs> 
One of the things that Carlos says in the book is basically like, like if you've got like a, a quantum watch or like a watch that really um, measures time yeah. to like minute detail, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're standing on a hill and if there's someone below the hill, the person below the hill is going to age slower than the person. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I don't so know about that. The close, what do you mean don't about it? It's a scientific fact. Mm. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. Have you never heard about the twin paradox? Are you a scientist? Yeah. So if you shoot one twin into Keep the quiet. stratosphere and leave one on earth, mm. when they come down, they're going to be different ages. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's beautiful. It's really oh, great. Oh, fuck. I really want to read it. Listen to it. Benedict Cumberbatch. Now, okay, Benedict I'll get it on my next audible. Yeah, my next Oh, you're your next credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I bought one I, I, just, I just spent, I just But you know the book I read? I've listened. Mythos. No, so I got, um, oh, God, this book by Yanis Varoufakis about the UN and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adults in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I stopped because I got sidetracked and I just was, I was walking mm. and then I got, I was concentrating on other things and I guess that means it's not really good, right? No, you're focusing on the world because no, you got look, to cross look, the road. Look, at the end of the day, even when you, we, we read books, like when we, sorry, we're reading physical books in our hands. You have to close it. I'm telling you, 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 yeah. miss, you miss things. I don't You don't so. realise you miss, you miss things. Because I don't. You definitely miss things, I trust don't. me. No, but if you go, if you go back, if you have to reread it, you've missed something. I don't It's really. not even just that. The fact that we can't, we, in this age- We don't take every single word in because sometimes we assume the words because we know how it's yeah, going to be Yeah, true, but also there's not sustained concentration there. I'm telling you, you miss things. But anyway, so the audio books, The Order of Time, narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch, gonna, written by um, Carlo Rovelli, and it's fucking incredible. Your last like, book in 10 seconds, right? <laughs> Get it. Go. My last book is The Book of Not. Um, don't you dare. No, I'm sorry, but why does everybody else get rushed and I get a timeline. Did you not see what I was doing to him? Okay, so the no, book of not. So, but, <laughs> the book of not, and the book of not is a sequel to my favorite book, Nervous Conditions. And this is a book that I actually haven't what read. Sequel? sequel? Yeah, I didn't know about this. I know, but I'm really scared because you know I'm scared of reading sequels because I'm like, oh, it's going to be rubbish oh, and it's going to change my opinion on the first book. But how long did it take for her to write the sequel? I have no idea. Literally, I found out about this a few weeks ago. Oh. So this is called the book of not. As you guys know, I love Nervous Conditions because I feel like Nervous Conditions is my life. Like and it has all the sufferings that I suffer and all the worries that I have and it kind of displays the the nervous condition of the person dealing with two different identities and trying to fit in into both and not fitting into that. I feel like that is basically my life. So if you feel this way, I would say go and read Nervous Conditions if you haven't yet. And if you haven't, like what are you doing? As in, I can't believe you've even been listening to this podcast and not read that book. Go and read the book. And if you have read the book of Not Tell Me How It Is, actually don't tell me. Um, let me just read it myself. Uh, yeah, that's my last book. Thank you. <laughs> and I've mentioned my book already with what I was reading this week and I definitely say Patrick Ness's release I've oh that's ex- your final I've, book I've explained it I love Patrick Ness yeah. he's my babes yeah amazing oh wow so those are our spring reads guys if you want to let us know if you've read any of those what you think about those yes any, we're going to write them down any additions any recommendations Trust any additions yeah. stuff, get them pre-order them because some yeah. of them we spoke about and actually not out yet yeah yeah so, so let them know um, okay next Ooh, bit that was a very healthy book discussion yeah um, All right, so next bit. Excellent. <laughs> Happy Easter. Just quickly, <laughs> quickly for Maurice, because we don't have much time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> 
okay. I'm going to suggest a book. Um, I can't really go too much into it because time is against us and I hate it. Bruv, like, um, but it's called, it's an author called Lovey Ajayi. She did this TED talk and it's called When Did You Last Get Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable? And she has this book called I'm Judging You, the, the Do Better Manual. And she basically talks about how she decided that she was going to spend some time pushing her limits and pushing her boundaries and going out to do all these various amazing things um so if you're interested in in something like that look at check out her ted talk and let me know what you think i can't really go too much into it because we're up against it but i want to say um it's a really good video and it's so good but when did you guys last get comfortable with being comfortable when was that has that ever happened to you do you yeah. feel like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah have you ever, when have you ever done something pushed yourself to do something uncomfortable oh on a daily basis mate I don't do it enough um, I, that's my biggest problem um, I don't like being uncomfortable I like being very controlled control like I like to control things yeah you like to control your things stuff. and I get really like unnerved and stressed when I can't waking up in the morning is an uncomfortable situation that I force myself into so basically Lovey was talking about <laughs> How she I'm likes to done with you, Derek. she likes to be stable on the ground, and she likes to have her two feet firmly Same. on the ground. But then she she decided that you know, like she didn't want to be she didn't, she, she didn't want to be stuck in the same. You know, routine I don't write off my again. anguish. No, don't no, write do you know off what? I'm just continuing. Well, like mostly lit. When was that. the last like the last time mostly lit wise that you felt uncomfortable with maybe something that we were doing that you didn't want to do? Oh, every live show. Yeah. Every live show I'm nervous. It's called I'm Judging You, um, the Do Better Manual, and it's a TED Talk. Check it out. It's on YouTube. Thank you, Mr. Reeds. Now, moving on to mostly flicks. What did we watch, guys? Alex, what's the name of the documentary? (laughs) Um, Lost Lives of Grenfell by Ah. Reggie Yates. Was it him by himself? Yeah, it was him by himself. And he was going to... um, And it was kind of an investigation slash interview with um, various members of the community talking mm. about who was left um, and who was killed even interview, just meeting some of the people whose family members yeah. were um, were killed yeah. in the fire um, some of their last words some of their last stories it was really really it was a really really powerful documentary in the sense that you got to see people's family members go back to the ruin and look and be like and just be like, wow, my aunt was here. Mm. This is the last place that she was. Or we haven't got her body. Um, and it was just really, it was, it was, it was sad. It was informative, interesting. Yeah. But it was sad. It kind of just brought up a lot of the same feelings that felt when we first heard the like what was going on. Is it still unbelievable for you? Is it's really, it's really unbelievable. I can't believe, like that day when we saw the video on online and I heard the screams and throwing kids out the window and all these different things. And like, mm. that was horrible. And there was um, a family in there who, she said her husband was in there. He was on like the 18th floor or something. And, you know, the last thing she heard was him leave the room, leave the flat to go out because they said because oh, he was like oh they're coming they're coming they're coming to get us and stuff last thing she heard was him leave the flat and you know the carbon dioxide got him and he just kind of passed out and died and they and she said that they're lucky because they got his body whole so and a lot of people didn't it's just a really yeah, yeah. It's just a, it was just 
it was just, it was a powerful documentary and it was just good to see. It was like, it was really interesting to understand that, you know, these are, these are people's families and we it's actually they, go in there mm, right now. It's good they documented it. Yeah. Because they really want us to forget about it. Like yeah. they really want it to just be like one of those moments that's just, oh, it just happened and let's move on. But absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't know, I get the feeling that this is something that they'll try and airbrush out of history. Because it doesn't really look good. Yeah. On the... um. Yeah. The, the the government does it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um yeah. what did you think of it? Um yeah, it was really sad. I felt sorry for the kid. Uh I think his name was Yasser or something. Yes. Mm. Or yeah, Nasser, Yasin. um, who actually was came out and he got a text from his family that they needed his help and he went back in and that's how he died. Mm. Um, because he like he was safe and he just went back in to save other people and he's the one that died including all the rest of his family members um i think yeah that was the one that was really for me i was like rah like of course you'd go back to save your family and whatever happens happens um i think it really displayed the um the fact that council estates nobody wants people want to do all of these redevelopment plans and charge like loads for rich people to come in into a place where culture has already been built by the people that live there and they want to get there and take over and not put that money into the flats into the state buildings of people that have lived there their whole lives Mm. and I think that is so disgusting because if if there was better facilities if you know there was paint that didn't absorb fire and make it even worse if there were different entrances maybe for, and exits for people with disabilities all of these things that they could have taken control of to make it a better place to live mm. rather than literally like next door to the place in the in this borough there are like locked off communities where people have all these facilities. Mm. So I think that is disgusting because it really shows you that poor people's lives do not matter. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was interesting to see inside it though. There's a bit where they were, there was one guy, he died in there and he um, was taking pictures of Snapchat when he first moved in in 2013, 2014. And it was really nice mm. on the inside. Do you know what I mean? Like it was all refurbed. Everything was good. It looked, it looked comfortable for him. But, you know, it was a really... It was just really, it was, it was eye-opening mm. to the point, like it was hum, humbling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I went out there, um, I think it was Father's Day, I went out there and it was just like, it was really, it was really sad, the whole energy, the environment. Okay, cool. Yeah. And that's, really is that still on BBC iPlayer? Yeah, it's on BBC iPlayer. It's, um, it's still, it's still something that, is available for people to see because I think it only came out on like was it Tuesday oh, right, or something okay. huh? yeah it just came out last week yeah so um, it's a good documentary to watch if you're interested yeah in that. it's heavy though it's a heavy topic to so be warned yeah it's a heavy topic I mean you know you can see Reggie Reggie Yates when he has this when he starts doing emotional documentaries he starts to his voice starts to break. Yeah, he gets start, involved. He gets really involved in it mm. and stuff. So you can see that he's really in there and it's something, and the community out there is so strong that he was just, 
able to go in there and just speak to all these different people. Yeah. He even managed to go back to Morocco and mm. speak to some of um, Yassin's family, I think, mm. and stuff. And it's just really, really, yeah, definitely something worth watching, worth watching and taking in. I think not many people are talking about it, which is really strange. Mm. The documentary, I thought like that, that was something, like I saw retweets and tweets about Blacker's documentary, but I only saw, I saw a few tweets about um, Reggie's Grenfell one, but I don't think, you know, considering that this is a, such a strong topic, yeah, I don't think, don't think it was given enough of, like, attention. Hear that? Hear that? Yeah. But yeah, go out and watch it. Yeah, so it's on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Um, obviously, you see, we've got a lot more mellow because, you know, it's a serious subject and that. But, um, yeah, that's mostly flicks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have a no issue. No raised issues today. So, coming to a close. Um, obviously, thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously let us know your recommendations your, your spring reads what you want to be reading oh, yeah, what you like are reading read any of our books that we've talked about today yes we also want to know that you know come at us with your your opinions if you disagree with us come at us I mean we're ready for them I'm here you know so yeah make sure you catch us on our socials don't do the social spill since you're really yeah so we've got our socials we're, also, we're on Twitter which is mostly lit we're on Instagram which is mostly lit pod go to our website which is mostly dash lit dot com um, and check us out make sure you rate review subscribe, subscribe. Be- down below <laughs> yeah exactly you know comment we need those comments we need those reviews because um, we really want to engage with our with you guys do you know what I mean yes yeah so thank you for listening See you next week. We'll be mostly lit. Bye. 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 It's a hard road to travel when you've got to travel all alone. It's a hard road to travel when you've got to travel all alone. Brandish your hope like a javelin. The future's a gift, unravel it. Stay valiant, though the road's hazardous. Traumas before you still stay passionate. Stay accurate, stay on the path, along which the onlookers laugh. The onlookers guard their envy, scared to advance. Still onwards you dance. Breathe calm, embrace the chance. If life's a template, then break the cast. Take heart, you've already jumped. The hard part's already done. Love. It's a hard road to travel. When you gotta travel all alone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.